Have you ever seen the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Kickboxer? Of course, multiple times. <laughs> a lot of people have a hard time remembering which one is Bloodsport and which one is Kickboxer. Kickboxer is the one where Jean-Claude Van Damme shin kicks a tree oh, 5,000 yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about. Every time you wince, pure pain. But why, though? I think you build up bone. You don't... I don't... Or tolerance, pain tolerance. I, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, do you ever think to yourself, oh, I'm so glad I have shins? Everything about your shins sucks. Everything. You bump your shin and you instantly fall to the ground. I always think of soccer because of shin guard. Or shin splints. Shin splints. People don't think about shins, man. Shins suck. Do you think this guy played soccer when he was a kid? Do you think he likes Jean-Claude Van Damme movies? <laughs> I'm always intrigued by people's choices. I know if I start a band, I'm going to be taking a lot of abuse, much like... Jean-Claude Van Damme shins. <laughs> like his shins. Took against that tree. We're the trees right now. Yeah. We are the trees sure. to his He's just shins. kicking away. One thing I saw, Alice Cooper hates this band. Awesome. I think it's fair to let everyone know up front, I'm about to hold this band accountable for the entire decade of the 2000s. It is somewhat Zach Braff's fault, but I'm still going to do it. feel like that's completely fair. If we don't make this episode the shins being representative of how stupid the aughts were, we won't have anything else to talk about today. Let's start with why do we have to call them the aughts? I hate that. I don't know, but you know, to go back to it real quick, I just hit my shin with my phone on accident and it actually hurt. I'm not even kidding. That's unfortunate. I just bumped it. Barely bumped it. I'm already hurting. You should have kicked a tree more. No kidding. Uh, I can tell you the record collection of people who like this band. I can tell you all the other bands you got. I mean, obviously the Shins, Grizzly Bear, yeah. My Morning Jacket, yeah. Iron and Wine. Oh, what's funny as you're saying all this stuff, I was like, I'm going to look at the Garden State soundtrack because I wonder what other stuff is on here. Yeah. The first band is Coldplay. Obviously the Shins, Iron and Wine. Yeah. How many fill in the blank generic bands? Bon Iver. Bell and Sebastian, Bon Iver would not exist if it wasn't for the Shins. Alt of course. J. Alt J, you think? Yeah, probably. 100%. All right. Dude, if you were to make a list of bands that their careers launched because of the shins their effect on music you could also blame spin magazine for example none of these bands are good but thanks to spin magazine barely enough people care about all of those bands that we have to sit here and do this so yeah i'm going to use the shins as a placeholder for all of the bands that i just listed and yeah. many many more the people who bought these albums when they came out owned non-prescription eyeglasses. That's a fact. Or even just frames without anything in them. There was a wave of sewage that sounded like this in the late 90s and early 2000s. So much bullshit like this happened. It's really wild. It was just kind of like this resurgence of nonsense. It was a gold rush like the Seattle grunge That's thing. all it was. It was just another yes. wave. Also, too, once a band gets established, their price goes up. If you're making an indie film, you can find a generic shitty indie band like The Shins. Yes. You jam them in there for free or for really cheap. I'm sure they got paid jack shit for the movie. Don't know. I mean, because it's an indie movie. Yeah. But if they had gone and gotten Pearl Jam to be in the movie, then they would have paid 10 times or 100 times whatever they paid The Shins. Who is the indie band that we can go put in a Volkswagen commercial today? Let's launch them to the top. A million other bands will follow. No doubt before this, this was the case too. They were probably one of the biggest bands that were launched pure from a movie. Absolutely. So it became a focus, always a focus, but to another level of focus. I want 
my song to be in the next Garden State. This is really where the placement thing really takes off. Yeah. Everyone you know who's in a band, what they want is a placement. There was even the fucking the, the dude from Grizzly Bear was actually complaining in the past few years about how hard it is to get a placement now. I right. can't remember what all his point was, but fuck him. Because they know the power of the placement. Yeah, and I think that the shins had a lot to do with it because go back to the 90s grunge thing. You got Pearl Jam going to war with Ticketmaster. None of those bands at that time would have given their song to a commercial. Right. They did do movie soundtracks, but it had to be a hip slacker <laughs> movie, Mall Rats, Kevin Smith movie or some sure. shit. You could get away with that. This band put a song in a McDonald's commercial. And that's a huge they, difference. That's a huge difference. They just did it and nothing really happened. So everyone else was like, well, no one's buying music anymore. And again, anytime one of us says the name of the band, The Shins, in this episode, almost every time you can just plug in some other band and uh, this whole episode is going to work for them too. Yeah, this actually could cover probably 15 bands. Say exactly yes. what we're saying. Chop in a different band name. In a different movie. Choose your own adventure. The trajectory of all these bands is essentially the same. You catch this hype wave, then you start losing fans with every new album that you put out as trend chasers figure out, oh, this isn't going to be the magic pill I'm looking for. And they start looking somewhere else for the magic pill that they're looking for, which is, this is the new thing everyone's buying. This yeah. is the thing that's going to yeah. make me feel okay at night when I'm trying to fall asleep and I can't. The same thing with the movies. Like Garden State was massive. So it became, what's going to be the next Garden State? What's going to be the next band that makes it for the sh It just paves the way for more garbage. It's hype beast, but for music, Pure you know. And simple. This is absolutely positively people that said Beatles were their favorite band mm. went and saw Garden State had some sort of weird existential crisis now they were fucking Shins fans no doubt this band with every, not with every even record with every song after this song lost fans <laughs> for sure like, yeah. it was just downhill one consequence of how difficult it is to tell all these bands apart I gotta issue a slight correction. In the Modest Mouse episode, I said Isaac Brock signed the shins when he worked A&R for Sub Pop. That was actually the band Wolf Parade. Again, mm. add them into everything that we're gonna say. <laughs> same shit. Probably yeah. all the other bands with wolves in the name of their band too. You remember when every band yes. had wolf yes. in the band name? My bad, I guess. But honestly, the Sub Pop guy who did bring the shin to the label saw them opening up for Modest Mouse because Isaac wanted Sub Pop to sign the shins. Yeah. So Isaac basically did A&R for Sub Pop for free before figuring out he could get paid for it. My fucking bad. I think what you said was completely fair. The story and the point you were trying to make doesn't really change. It's still Isaac Brock's fault. Yes. He was advocating for the band. It's his fault. All right. And if anyone still hasn't got a grip on the kind of people we're talking about, one of this band's albums is called Wincing the Night Away. Wincing the Night Away. Play on Twisting the Night Away. Ugh. A fun song, but they have to make it all. I'm self-conscious and awkward. Of course. Here is an album about that. Yeah. Which is basically the whole movie in one giant thing. It's Morrissey all yes. over again. Morrissey is my hero. And if you don't think it is, go listen to the song Australia from the album Winston the Night Away if you'd like to hear this guy's Morrissey impersonation. It's so bad. You know how we're always trying to figure out all the possible reasons fans of a band will quit liking that band after that band becomes successful? Why do people do this? Sure. What's the reason? Sure. Obviously, the correct answer is those fans are stupid assholes, but I did accidentally think of another potential reason the other day. In the movie Garden State, when Natalie Portman says, 
this band is the greatest thing ever in one of the most overrated movies ever. Yeah. There are going to be a lot of people then walking around saying this is their favorite band. Who's your favorite band? The Shins is my favorite band. These people obviously won't know shit about music because they take recommendations for what to listen to from this movie. A fictional character, mind you. This isn't a documentary about Natalie Portman. This is a character that was written. These are lines that were written. Zach Braff's thoughts coming out of her mouth. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. These are people who take musical recommendations from Scrubs guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Walking around saying The Shins is their favorite band. Right. If The Shins was your favorite band before that happened, this sucks. You know what I'm saying? Think about the power. And this is where we need a Natalie Portman type person to say what we're saying. We write the podcast. They say it. Oh, I'm not hot enough. Okay, no, you're fine. not. Sorry. But because oh. Zach Braff said the shins were the greatest band. People have been like, who cares about your stupid ass opinion? Yeah. Natalie Portman says it in a fictional movie, which people, I, I didn't even know if people know that that's a fictional movie. Like it's not real life. I don't know if people know that. I know that you relate to it on like some real deep level. Those but. experiences <laughs> are real for people. Yeah, I get you know, it. A lot of people's moms died because of dishwashers mark if you think about it what she's saying really is just zach braff's words if this was your favorite band the year before garden state comes out the year after you fucking hate this band because now you're gonna look like some idiot who listens to music because it was talked about in a movie like garden state of course this isn't your favorite band anymore yeah no you definitely don't say that the shins your favorite it's like if you enjoy listening to tool you definitely don't talk about it if you're smart man that's such a bummer the thing is too is uh gotta think about how shitty that would be because then you have to preface i liked this band before fill in the blank happened. I was a fan of the shins before they were in Garden State. That leads to a whole different form of backlash where all the people who take their recommendations from movies get pissed off about the people who say, I heard about it first. They get all self-conscious when someone says, would you hear about that band in Garden State? Name five of their songs. Yeah. Now you're dealing with that. Oh, It's just not good. Not good all around. Here's what you should do. If you make music at all, record it to tape and then bury it in your fucking backyard. (laughs) Best thing that you could do with it. I want to set up these conversations to happen because these now... As an adult, completely removed from caring about music, they are some of the best conversations to be privy to, to be a part of. If people that are, I guess, playing a one-upsmanship, it's the best. If you could take a step back from it, but listen, it's hilarious how what people have to do to justify. I need you to know that I don't only like this band because they were in a movie. In fact, I knew about them before that movie came out. My cousin told me about this band. I just, I forgot to check them out. So then when I saw the movie, it reminded me to check them out. Oh, shit. I already knew about them, though. (laughs) You listened to it a week before I did. Damn, you win. Listening to music is a competition, and I'm better at it than you. Yeah. I wonder if hipster babies had to stop liking the shins after they were on Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, man. Loser. This shit's happening in preschool now. Yeah. So we have new t-shirts, but I just realized, can we say how... How specifically can we describe the designs of our new shirts? Uh, We have shirts that roundaboutly might kind of make you think of a certain 90s runs rock band uh, and or another famous rock band from the across the pond. It rhymes with the bowling bones. (laughs) The bowling bones. Yeah. (laughs) Shmervana. Shmervana. Come on down to YFBSpod.com. Merch store. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a flag. Buy a pin. Buy a sticker. If you haven't seen the movie Garden State. How? Well, I, don't, I don't know. How old are you? You've got to be a certain age. What do you think would be the average age of? I would say if you're older than 30, there's a decent chance that you've seen Garden State. Yeah, that's fair. Between 30 and 40, probably. Definitely. If you haven't seen it and you go watch it now, it's 
terrible. It's punishment. It is a horrible movie. And the reason why it's horrible, all the same reasons that you should be mortified anytime you remember anything you did when you were a teenager. Right. That's why this movie sucks. But everyone was really stupid when it came out and everyone loved this movie. Mm -hmm. It was like a bomb went off was, with this thing. It was thing. a cultural phenomenon. If you liked, quote unquote, I'm using strong quotes here, indie movies, indie music, it hijacked everything. I'm not gonna even try to do a synopsis of it. It's essentially if Zoloff was a movie. You can't watch it as an adult. No, people are talking in a way that no one ever actually no, talks. No. If you've heard the phrase Manic Pixie Dream Girl applied to characters in movies, Nathan Rabin, uh, journalist he came up with that term manic pixie dream girl a year after garden state came out because kirsten dunst in the movie elizabethtown was such a ridiculous version of the same thing that natalie portman is in garden state that someone had to think of something to call it in the elizabethtown review where nathan debuted his term manic pixie dream girl he even refers back to natalie's garden state character <laughs> the first time someone said manic pixie dream girl natalie portman in the movie garden state was a part of the definition so that's what we're talking about here see also anything zoe deschanel has ever fucking done yeah that's what it is that's like her thing for sure that phrase is the perfect parallel to hyped up indie bands a manic pixie dream girl isn't going to come in and show you how life is all magical and everything's going to be okay. No, this band isn't going to save your life. That's essentially what Natalie Portman promises the Shins can and will do in the movie Garden State. Via Zach Braff. There's a scene in the movie where she tells the Zach Braff character the Shins will totally change your life or whatever she actually says. See, I, I, can, I don't think I could make it through it. I did think about going back and watching it. The best thing I've seen, someone re-edited that scene to where when Zach Braff puts her headphones on and starts listening to it, it's just the sound of someone taking a shit. <laughs> and he's still just sitting there right. quietly nodding along. She's smiling at him. Uh -huh. We all know when that character says this band will change your life, what that really means is this band will save your life. Yeah. This is pure delusion. That's kind of the whole vibe of the movie too. First of all, I hate movies like that. Yes. I hate that shit. I think it sets people up for failure in life. It does. Because movies are fucking fiction. So many people watch movies like that and think how relatable it is. It's fucking not. It's so depressing. A lot of what happens in the thought processes that people have around the bands that they like, they think of the bands that they like and their songs and the lyrics and who knows what else as a manic pixie dream girl actor in their life that's going to make everything okay. Yes. And it never is going to happen that way. It's no. just not going to happen you're going to become disillusioned is it the shin's fault that natalie portman's character said they would change our lives slightly is this the exact same thing we're always being told about some new indie band yes 100 every time it's really really prevalent in indie bands though that mindset oh you haven't heard that yet it's like this deep emotional it's everything oh my god zach braff did not invent this no he just capitalized it's on in it. the movie because this is how people talk to each other about music fill in the blank band will totally change your life you gotta listen to it yeah you go home press play what you get is a fucking shins album here's the thing they weren't wrong 
They changed your life for the worst. There is one group of people that Natalie Portman's character wasn't lying about in the movie. That scene in that movie did change some lives. The members of the band, The Shins. Thank you, Natalie. All the way to the bank. Cashing the checks. It's not on the internet anymore, but there used to be an amazing website called The Shins Will Change Your Life. It was a blog where they posted the most ridiculous reviews of people overhyping bands. And this is such a thing. Your potential for having a rapturous experience listening to music has very little to do with the actual music that you're hearing. I don't know how much people know this. It's synapses firing in your head. Yeah. You have the physical ability to have these experiences. Therefore, you're going to have these experiences sure. with whatever is there to meet that end. And if it's sold to you, this is going to change your life and you believe that, it could have been any band. If I sit here and say to you, you believe what I'm saying and you're in invested in what I'm saying to you. And I'm holding the e-meters. Yes. You really need to listen to blah, blah, blah. And you're really sucked in. You sit down and listen to it. It's going to have that effect on you no matter what. It could be any band. You also pretty at risk for joining a cult, yes. I would say. You need to make sure that you're not already in a cult. Very susceptible to be in a cult. Who Do you think the people who get wrapped up in pyramid schemes don't listen to music? They listen to music. What do you think they listen to? They listen to the shins. Probably the same shit that the person who started the pyramid scheme told them to listen to. Sure. Music is a pyramid scheme. Taste is a pyramid scheme. Culture is a pyramid scheme. Guarantee most members of multi-level marketing scams loved Garden State. You had to. I mean, you did not escape the movie Garden State and not become a shins fan. Impossible. You were in a cult. Zach Braff said the sound soundtrack of Garden State is practically a mix CD of the music he was listening to yeah. when he wrote the script. Yeah, I remember which that. Which he also says he did during a very depressed time in his life. So this is a movie for people who feel dead inside, mm -hmm. written by someone who feels dead inside, and right. then the manic pixie dream girl comes in and fixes everything. Keep in mind, this is about a year after that show, The O.C., came out. That's the TV show that pretty deliberately showcased an indie band in every episode, I think. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They break a song in every episode every of episode. the OC. Yeah. Indie, quote unquote indie, was the main selling point in mainstream entertainment at this time. I do have a few theories about where old Zacky boy may have heard of this band. Uh, New Slang probably really was the first song by the Shins that he heard because in 2002, that song was in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and an episode of The Sopranos. Right. It was also in a McDonald's commercial that was on TV during the Winter Olympics. It's difficult to guess which one of these placements is the one that Zach saw because McDonald's commercials, the Winter Olympics, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Sopranos, this is all stuff that depressed people will spend entire days glued to their TV watching. That's the kind of thing, though. Oh, I really like this song. I've never heard it before. You listened to it 10 times yesterday. It's a known fact that people don't register a new billboard on their commute to work until about the fourth or fifth time that they've actually seen it. Right. That's why repeat impressions are such a thing in an advertising. Jamming it down their throat. Really, though, my best guess for where Zach Braff heard this song probably would be when it was used in the first season of Scrubs, January 2002, <laughs> the same year as all this other shit. Also a show that mm, he was on. So I don't know, why are we taking musical recommendations from an actor who takes musical recommendations from the TV show he's in? <laughs> Great question. The song actually in Garden State from the Shin's first full-length album, they actually got their second album released before Garden State came out, which kind of gives us an interesting deviation 
from that hype pattern that I referenced earlier. That like all these bands go through the same pattern, but the shins kind of skirted around it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if that was on purpose, it was honestly pretty smart. I don't know if they did this on purpose or not. Sure. So what would normally happen is some band has a song or two in their first album get put into a big buzzy movie. They'd try to let that buzz transfer over to the album and it would probably work. But then they'd get hit with that sophomore slump thing. People think that their second album's not as good. The cliche thing is you've got your whole life to write your first album and you've only got six months or 12 months or whatever you want to say to get the second one out and it's never going to be as good. After people are just listening to the second album, they're not going to like it as much. The hype's gone. I wonder what percentage if you could, like how much off a cliff did it go? This way, the way that the Shins did it, people find out about this band from a rom-com, which is what this movie is. (laughs) They go to the store the songs from the movie are on the first album but there's also a second album that they can buy right then and go talk about how much better that second album is now i'm not one of the people who gets my taste in music from movies look the second album's better right all these songs these songs weren't even in the movie this is where we have to have somebody from like grimies or something like that come in and and tell us stories (laughs) because you know oh yeah how many people came in and said this kind of stuff or see it still to this day yeah you know real music fans with good opinions they have to justify through the person checking them out (laughs) in the store who's heard 30 people say this to them today i know you didn't hear about the band from the movie it's fine it's okay it's fine give me your credit card (laughs) I don't care where you heard about the band. Just buy the fucking album, man. This is such a thing. But if getting that second album out ahead of the movie was an intentional strategy and the Shins thought it would save them from that whole sophomore slump indie band can't capitalize on the hype thing, they were wrong because all it did, (laughs) all it did was make the third album the one where everyone starts saying they suck now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just delayed it by one album. I think it's probably one of the worst ways to pop as a band. I think in the moment you're excited, but it's impossible to maintain that level of people caring. Bands just, you're going to fall off. People always accuse us of being selective when we quote from music reviews an unfair criticism to be honest this third album did get some good reviews but it doesn't count after pitchfork has called something cool anytime pitchfork called something cool in the entire decade it's going to get good reviews in like entertainment weekly i don't know why entertainment weekly even has music reviews honestly i didn't have yeah, it so stupid just looking at pitchfork to see what they have to write the next week After Pitchfork says it's cool, a band gets good reviews in Entertainment Weekly, it does not count. Go look at the Shins ratings on the website Metacritic. That is a review aggregator. Pulls them all in. All the reviews, and it's straight downhill after those two albums, man. Mm -hmm. I found a review on Amazon of the Shins' third album, two stars from this person who bought it. The review is, quote, it's probably a fine album, but I couldn't get into it. I enjoyed albums number one and number two much more. It's really not a bad album, just not what I wanted. End quote. What did this person want? Yeah, what a great review. It's probably a good album, but I don't know. Natalie Portman didn't tell me what to think (laughs) about it, so I don't fucking know. Two stars. (laughs) Changed my life again. It didn't change my life. Yo, do me a favor real quick if you're listening to this podcast. Which you are. You're obviously listening to this podcast. You think they're listening to the podcast right now? They're still listening. (laughs) Yeah, I... Yes, they're listening, yeah. We really need you to subscribe. Wherever you're listening, hit the subscribe button. Definitely make sure you're subscribed. We've got merch now. What, shirts and pins and stickers and stuff? Yeah, on the website. Go to our website, yfbspod.com. Just do it. Just do it. That would be a good slogan for Man, something. we should make a shirt. Okay. <laughs>
I found all sorts of fan reviews on this third album that were just like that Amazon review. I'm not going to give quotes from blogs that nobody reads, but believe me, they are out there. There's a Village Voice article from 2006 called The Shins Ruined Indie Rock. That's the headline. <laughs> Pretty much sums it all up six months before anyone had even heard the third album. Yeah predicting what's going to happen. And they were right, because this is what always happens. Because whenever a band like that explodes, immediately every band that's in that genre starts writing just like that band. Yep. That is what happens. Yeah. Especially... They're trying to get in a commercial. In indie rock, <laughs> you have commercial success. So if you're actually a fan of music, you're immediately bummed, because the next yeah. two albums of every band that you like is going to sound just like the fucking Shins. Yeah. And now every movie is going to be try to be like Garden State. There were so many wannabe Garden State movies, too. We definitely don't have time to get into that. Also, with that, a million bands that tried to be the shins. Absolutely. And poor Fru-Fru, man. Everyone loved Fru-Fru on the album, and Fru-Fru never popped off. Iron and Wine exploded off of their cover of a shitty song. Damien Rice had that song in the movie Closer. I mean, this another is- Another Natalie Portman fucking movie, dude. Na dude, what is- Natalie, what is going on with you? She's ruining music. It's because all these nerdy fucking... Also, let's back it the fuck up. She was a Moby fan, too. Yep. See? She's been famous since she was 12 because she was in The Professional or Leon. Great movie. But maybe there's some crew of people following her that's, around. That's exactly what I think it is. buying music that she likes. Yes. Just because you listen to the same bands doesn't mean she's going to fuck you guys. All these fucking Natalie Portman nerd jobs out there just launching every band that she listens to to the top. That's the power of Natalie Portman. She's a fan of the podcast. I don't know if you guys know that. Ours? Yeah. Are we allowed to lie about that? I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. Pretty sure she listens to it. And she knew about it before you did, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> We've barely talked about the music of this band. It seems so entirely irrelevant to everything else. That's if you can listen to this whole episode and think, yeah, but what about the actual music? That doesn't matter. No. We just described to you how this band could have sounded like anything. Could have been Death Grips. And if Natalie Portman <laughs> said it. That's so true. All of this shit would have still happened. <laughs> kind of wish that somebody could go back and edit it and be like, so she says, my favorite band is the Tony Danza Anal tap dance extravaganza. Anal cunt. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Do you want to know what the shins sound like? A tweed jacket with leather elbow patches. This is music for girls who have a crush on their English professor in college and he's married and they don't yeah. care. That kind of shit. If people are thinking to themselves that we didn't talk about the music of the band, it's because genuinely they could be any indie rock band. Take the hit songs of every indie rock band and have somebody else record them. And if I didn't tell you they're the same band. It makes me irrationally angry to listen to this band. I cannot stand listening to this. I get it. You think Brian Wilson is cool. Who gives a shit? You wanna know what the shins sound like? The shins are what would have happened if Elliot Smith knew how to work his tape recorder and it turns out that was all that was really bothering him. So he's doing pretty okay now. This is a band that has covered the Paul McCartney song, Wonderful Christmas Time. It makes me mad listening to this. I can't stand it. Imagine covering that song on purpose. This band does a cover of Breathe by Pink Floyd. Fuck all the way off. No, thank you. I'm good. I do think it's funny when bands try to... I think it's because when they write this music, they end up writing songs that they don't really actually love, but it explodes, and so they have to become that. But in reality, if he could be in a band, it would be Pink Floyd. Breathe by Pink Floyd is a thoroughly depressing song. If it's not obvious from listening to it, the singer of the shins, James Mercer, that, the main guy, huge fan of Jane's Addiction. 
I'm surprised they've never covered Jane Says. That song is practically a blueprint for the Shins. Whole thing. Might be a little too complicated for him. Well, he's probably afraid everyone would figure out his formula. <laughs> there you, you go. Know. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. We like Pink Floyd. We right, don't, right, we don't right, like right, Jane's right, Addiction. Right. We don't sound anything like Pink Floyd, but we love Pink Floyd. Sure. Why are so many singers that we talk about on this show guys who never stop singing as high-pitched as they can? We've Like Sting, by the time this comes out, the episode will have come out it's like they have one thing sing at the highest possible note no range but if i sing high it falsetto pretty much the whole time it's like as soon as a guy starts singing at the upper limits of his register he's just got to be real creepy and weird yeah have you ever paid attention to the lyrics from the shin song kissing the lipless no are you familiar with the concept of emotional vampires oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh sure sure the lyrics of this song are a hundred percent about a dude hitting up his ex-girlfriend to see if she's getting fucked by anyone maybe she wants them to come over i'm telling you man there's something about these indie rock dudes they're just fucked up man quote called to see if your back was still aligned and your sheets were growing grass all in the corner of your bed end quote i realize some people listening to this lack imagination right what he's saying is are you getting your back blown out by someone new (laughs) are your sheets unwashed and growing mildew and shit because you're just laying around depressed all the time can i swoop in here see these dudes indie rock guys like this only way their shit works yes is if you are miserable fuck yes that's the whole thing real life you don't want to date a girl like natalie portman in garden state don't want to date that girl and quote-unquote save her which is a huge white knight horse i hate that shit but that's what those indie rock dudes love that stuff Yeah. That is, they love that. That is their thing. Let me save you. If I haven't said it already, the Shin's first two albums doubled in sales after Garden State came out. I almost feel like you're better off breaking up. If you blow up that big for something like that, you're better off just being like, you know what? We're just, we're, we're done. The Shins isn't even a real band. This is another one of those things where it's just one guy. James Mercer, who gives a shit? Here's a quote from James Mercer. Quote, we toured again almost as the soundtrack to that movie. End quote. Yeah. Instead of let's put an album out, it's like, oh, everyone's buying our second album because our first album was in the movie. Let's hit the road. Also, I watched a live video of this. One of the worst things when you're kind of trying to be a rock band sometimes on a song like New Slang, it's so bad because they try to make it rockier, you know, I guess, or make it be like, we're a rock Uh, band, but it's like, no, dude, you're kind of a whiny little bitch band. You never get to perform this song again. It's always collaborative with the crowd. Never not a sing-along for the rest of your life. You don't even have to be there. Just start the song and leave the room and the crowd will take care of the rest of it. The second album is called Shoots Too Narrow. That's the one that really blew up after the movie. I do honestly think most fans of the band The Shins, who for sure found out about this band from that movie, no matter what they say to you, would say that Shoots Too Narrow is their favorite album, the best album, whatever you want to say. The second New Pornographers album came out the same year as this. There's no way anyone cares about Shoots Too Narrow more than Electric Version unless Natalie Portman sent them here. That second New Pornographers album blows Shoots Too Narrow completely out of the water. Obvious. And if you think you love Shoots Too Narrow by the Shins and you haven't heard New Pornographers, listen to the first three songs on Electric Version. Or here's something else you could do. Go back 15, 20 years before this. Listen to every album that the band The DBs put out. The first song on the DBs album, The Sound of Music, the background vocals on the chorus are the closest thing anyone ever needed to the Shins having a career. It would blow my mind if if James Mercer hadn't heard that specific song and decided to go make a whole band out of it. Of it. <laughs> yes. 
The shins were irrelevant a full decade before they even existed. In 2016, James Mercer freaked out on that store, The Gap, for selling bootleg shins t-shirts. He found out that The Gap was selling t-shirts that said the shins on them. He hadn't approved that. But he fucking would have if they asked is that this is a guy who licensed music to a McDonald's commercial years before this. This guy would love to be the Gap band. That's exactly right. So here's a funny little thing to end on. As of the recording of this, this band's two most recent albums are the same album. In 2017, they put out an album called Heartworms. It sucks. In 2018, they put out an album called The Worm's Heart where they re-recorded all those same songs, but different. So like if a song was slow on the first album, they do it fast on the second album. Great. That's so great. To be fair, I assume every time this guy goes in the studio now, probably trying to guess what sort of vibe the music supervisors on the next Zach Braff movie are going to be looking for. I think he's trying to find Natalie Portman right now. Find her number or text her and being like, Natalie, so uh, I'm in the studio. What's going on? Like, what are you into right now? (laughs) Like, what's your favorite band? You make any new movies? Yeah. Are you going to be in the new Star Wars? Do they need like a song? <laughs> do you think they want it fast or slow? Do you know what? I'll, I'll do both. I'll, be, I'll do both. I'll yeah. send you. You'd like to have some options, I'm sure. Look, here's the thing. If your favorite movie is Garden State, grow up. It's time to grow up. There's no way there are people still sitting around watching Garden. Okay, look, no, honestly. There's somebody somewhere. For real. I'm not joking. If you watch the movie Garden State on anything close to a regular basis, you should seriously talk to someone. Yes, genuinely might need a therapist. For real, not joking. The Shins are somehow still your favorite band. Your favorite band sucks. You are welcome for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. Our website is at yfbspod.com. You can go there to get a link to the episode and share it on social media, accidentally text it to your boss at one in the morning. It's whatever you want to do. Uh, You can also grab a sticker or a button or a t-shirt, whatever happens to be in our merch store when you're on the site. Little disclaimer, just in case you weren't listening carefully. We cannot say for a fact whether Natalie Portman is a listener of the show. Word on the street is many 90s A-list actresses are fans of the podcast. I'd imagine it's a little therapeutic after dating who knows how many Hollywood fuckboys who act like all these bands are the greatest and everyone who doesn't listen to bullshit like The Shin simply has bad taste in music. Honestly, if Natalie isn't listening to the show yet, this would be a pretty good episode for someone to send to her. I'm positive she's sick of people thinking the shins are her favorite band i cannot imagine how exhausted she must be of hearing about this band by the way if you haven't had a chance to listen to our little mini episode experiment i hope you'll go back and check that out since we started putting main episodes out once every two weeks we've got some ideas for mini episode content on the off weeks every now and then the first one, I had Mark read me some of the emails people have sent us. Kind of a little window into what it's like for us to make this show and the kind of reactions we get from it. Uh, all right, as always, we only look at requests in five-star reviews. If you have a request, go fuck yourself unless you can leave us a five-star review somewhere. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, find the podcast page on Facebook, anywhere that'll let you leave a review, give us the best rating you can, say a little bit about why you love the show, and include what artist you'd like to see an episode on. It's that simple. That is the only place we look at requests, unless your name happens to be Julia Stiles, because Julia Stiles is my favorite A-list actress. 
Julia, what's up? Big fan. Uh, you don't have to leave us a review. I'm sure that there's a band you'd like us to cover and we haven't yet. You just let us know who you want an episode on. We'll tear them to shreds for you. I'm sure your agent will talk you out of it, but if you wanted to be a guest on the episode, we could make that happen too. We won't even turn it into a 10 things I hate about you joke, I promise. Now to the part that you're all waiting for. Who's going to be the next band on the show? Well, I could tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be an episode on David Bowie. It's not going to be an episode on Prince. It's not going to be an episode on Limp Biscuit. Those are some of my favorite knots. The next episode is going to be an 